Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. I know it's been a, a really long time since I've been on the air. Um, the last month has been uh, the worst month of my life by a, by a long shot. I lost my best friend. Um, his name was Frank. Um, and it's been just awful. Um, he was 28 years old and, uh, he was taken and I don't know why. And it's been, I really appreciate all the kind words that you guys have sent me. I, I know there's a million messages and emails that I haven't even looked at. I, I literally, when it happened, I checked out, I just checked out of all this stuff and, you know, it was just spending time with friends, with Frank's family, um, just trying to, uh, move forward. And it's, it's been tough. Um, I can't talk about it anymore cause I'll just lose it. So, uh, let me focus in on, uh, uh the topics at hand. And then before we get started, it's a shame I had, I have this show scheduled tonight. I'd, I'd rather not do it when there was such a tragedy going on. Um, uh, thoughts and hopes and well wishes to um, uh, anyone in France and anyone who has family or, or friends over there. It's uh, it's it's a disaster. Okay, um, so uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight is what's happening with Five Pawns. Uh, this story started over a year ago. Um, I'm gonna, you know, if, uh, if if this is just for the benefit of the listeners who are not familiar with the history. Uh, if you want a real in-depth look at the history of what brought us to where we are today, uh, there's a show I did, which you can get in the ClickBank and the, uh, the the VP Live archives or the ClickBank archives called Five Pawns, Shame, Shame, Shame. Uh, I'm not going to be spending that much time on the history. If you want the full history, you can go listen to that. But just a, a brief one for those of you not acquainted. Uh, over a year ago, I became aware of some research done by a gentleman named Dr. Constantinos Varsalinos about uh, diacetyl and acetylpropanol in e-liquids. And uh, the study found out that of the hundreds of liquids that he tested, uh, about 74% of them came up positive for one or the other or both, um, sometimes in very, uh, what was thought at the time to be high levels, but these, you know, five pawns has blown all that out of the water. But anyway, um, I was frustrated that this groundbreaking and essential research about these chemicals, which I feel are extremely dangerous uh, to have in e-liquid, to be inhaling, um, it's not even my feeling. It's a scientific fact. Uh, you inhale this stuff, it shreds your lungs. Plain and simple. Don't take my word for it. Read Dr. Farsalinos's work. He's um, done a great job at, at bringing this to light. But at the time... I was very frustrated that this groundbreaking research had come out. Uh, data that should have been hugely alarming uh, to consumers and even more so manufacturers. And, you know, time went by, month, two months, I, I forget how long it was, and it really was being ignored. And I, it just, it made me angry. I said, so what did I do? Back then what I did was I contacted the four e-liquid manufacturers uh, that I had, I had bought product from that were the most expensive because I, I figured, well, if it's expensive, you know, it should be clean. 
at the very least. It should taste good, sure, but it should also be clean. So I contacted four companies. Um, ultimately, what I ended up doing was uh, I went and got one of those liquids tested on my own. Uh, three of the companies gave me what I thought to be, at the time, satisfactory responses uh, and promises to send uh, testing data. Um, for the record, two of them did. One immediately, Baker White. One eventually, Space Jam. Um Five Pawns said they would give it to me imminently, and Suicide Bunny just kind of blew me off. So what did I do? I tested the Suicide Bunny, and lo and behold, uh, it had um, alarming levels of acetylpropanol in it. And then nothing happened for about nine months. Now, during that time, you know, I was promised test data from Five Pawns way back over a year ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, they never sent it to me. Um but what did happen was towards the beginning of this year, a company by uh, the name of Cloud9 Vaping in the United Kingdom had sent uh, some of their uh, e-liquids that they carry out for testing. They had repeatedly asked Five Pawns for their data. They were repeatedly denied. So they said, okay, you know, if we're selling this stuff, we're a distributor. We need to know that it is of a decent quality that can that we can now sell to our our customers that we can feel safe selling to our customers. And lo and behold, those test results revealed ridiculously high levels of acetylpropanol in many of the five ponds liquids. In fact, one of them, there was actually more acetylpropanol in the bottle than nicotine. You can't make this shit up. Five ponds response to this data being published was for them to sick their lawyers on cloud nine, um, which then resulted in Cloud9 pulling the results down. Uh, they are still available on the internet, just not on the Cloud9 site. Some very interesting things happened from there. And, you know, this, this whole story, I, I just find it so fascinating because this company had more chances than anyone else regarding this issue, regarding this issue, to do the right thing and, and they would not be in the situation that I'm, I'm going to tell you that they're in today. That nowhere near it. They could have last year, they could have nipped this in the bud so easily. Just, you know, said, hey, we realized that this was something we weren't aware of. Now we're aware of it and we're making changes. They could have, it, 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 it could have been a, a great thing for them. People would have loved them for being honest. But instead they chose to do the exact opposite and they continued to lie and obfuscate and defraud their customers. What happened after the Cloud9 results were released, Five Pawns released some of their own data that um, kind of disputed some of the test results from Cloud9, but they were still awful, their own data. So if you forget about this Cloud9 testing and just look at what they released by themselves on their own website, you would be horrified by those numbers, extremely dangerous levels of acetylpropanol in, in many of their liquids by their own admission. And guess what? The date on that test, on those tests that they released were done the year before. They literally admitted, the fucking idiots, they literally admitted to the world that they had been lying to everybody for at least nine months, that they knew about this. They made no changes. 
They made no announcements, no warnings, no nothing. And it's quite obvious that if this did not happen to them, they wouldn't have done anything. They would have continued to sell the product as is without telling their customers what, what, that, that, that what they had been telling them for years was a lie. What they had been telling customers for years, there is no diacetyl and there's no acetylpropanol in our liquids. There is, uh, there, there's a paper trail. There have been people who have asked questions on message boards and emails, and they, have, they were responded to by five ones. Nope, we're clean. We're the bee's knees. They sat on that for nine months. How did they think they were going to get away with this? Unbelievable. Anyway, so that happened. And, you know, listen, people form their own opinions. Most people have come to the correct conclusion that this company is a bunch of liars, thieves, uh, frauds. And some of them like, some people like the way it tastes, so they don't care. And you know what? If you don't care about diacetyl and acetylpropanol in your liquid, that's fine with me. If you know the risks, if you have access to the information, who am I to tell you not to use it? But what about all those people that have no idea? That's what this is about. So, here's where it gets really interesting. After that show, I was contacted by a young lady by the name of Gloria. Gloria contacted me and said, I'd like to talk to you about Five Pawns. I heard your, your podcast. I said, okay. And this was a Facebook message. So I said, oh, let me see who, I, I, I wasn't familiar with her. So I said, let, let me see who this person is. Turns out, uh, Gloria works for a law firm and not just any law firm. I looked, I said, where, where, where does she work? Wolf Hadden, uh, Haldenstein, Adler, Freeman, and Hertz. I said, oh, okay. Um, before I got back to her, I said, let me look these guys up. So I, what's this all about? It turns out that this is one of the largest law firms in the country uh, for corporate litigation. They are huge. They have been practicing law in America since the 1800s. They have been a law firm longer than... Shit. Hey. Uh, stand by. Um, they have been a law firm longer than the, the state of Washington has been a state. They've been around forever. They have sued Apple and won. They have sued Google and won. They have sued Samsung and won. These are the big boys. And I thought to myself, why on earth is somebody contacting me? from the So I started speaking. I started speaking with them. And I'm sorry, it, it actually wasn't, uh, it was not Gloria who contacted me. It was someone else. And then I started talking to her, but everything else is the same. Anyway. Um, so I said, well, what on earth is this, I mean, this lion of a law firm, why on earth would they want to talk to me about five pawns? It didn't make any sense. Well, I started talking with them and it turns out they were really alarmed by what was going on with five pawns, with the, with what they did. And they said, Russ, 
we're thinking about pursuing a class action lawsuit against Five Pawns. What do you think of that? And I said, that sounds like exactly what needs to happen. That sounds like justice. And we started talking. Now, uh, for those of you who are regular listeners to the program, probably know that I announced, God, months ago. I don't even know how long it's been. You know, I got so excited about it. And I said, okay, this is, you know, this is coming any day now, any day now. And any day now be, became any week now, became any month now. And I am so sorry, you have no idea how frustrating that was to me to wait this long. But, I'm, but it turns out to, it was a good thing uh, because it just has further reinforced in my mind how stupid, how this company has made every possible wrong decision. Not just, not, not just every possible bad decision. They've picked the worst course of action at every single step along the way, going all the way back to last August, all the way through this week, literally. Just incomprehensible stupidity. So what, what happened was, um, basically we, we talked for a while and, Tried to figure out, you know, get all the information. I helped them get all the information together, everything I I, I, I could, and also get some uh, willing plaintiffs. And I'll, I'll post the lawsuit so that everybody you can you can read the whole thing if you want. I'm going to be going through it just from a layperson's point of view. But if you want to dig into the whole thing, you can. I'll post that in a little bit. Um, but uh, we began talking, and what happened was said, okay, it's going to be a month before this will be filed, which is why I initially said it's going to be a month, because the way it works is in the state of California, which is where they are, you have to give them uh, 30 days to try to present some sort of a solution, like a, a settlement, an understanding, an agreement, whatever the legal word for it is. You got to give them a month. Okay, so after that happened, this is where things kind of um, went off the rails a little bit. Um Honestly, I at, at a certain point, I was just devastated. I thought that this would never move forward. I thought that this would never actually happen. It, it looked like this just wasn't going to happen. What, what happened was, here's the thing. Remember how I told you this law firm, Wolf, Haldenstein, Adler, Freeman, and Hertz, they're, they're a monster. They're, they're huge. This is a, for them... And, and, and it was the first thing that, that, that I noticed was, I'm like, why is this company who is able to sue Google and, and Samsung and, and uh, God knows who else for, for billions of dollars, why are they looking, why are they interested in, in you know, this is, this is small potatoes. You know, it's like, here's, here's like, if I, I hate pennies, if I walk down the street, I don't bend down to pick up a penny because I hate pennies. But if I see a quarter, I'll pick it up. You know, these guys, it's like, this is, you know, this is like a, this is like a dirty penny on the sidewalk to them. They, it doesn't really make sense the way that they're set up to pursue something like this. And it always confused me. And then that started happening. Um, the, there was talk and, you know, there was a good chance. Well, they they were just looking at this and they're like, eh, this isn't really what we do. I mean, this is a relatively small company. And for us to spend resources on it just kind of doesn't fit with our business model. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, no, it's going away. But there was one person, there was one lawyer there who felt so strongly 
that this was the, the ethical, the right thing to do. Um, she just pushed for it. She just kept pushing and pushing and pushing and never let go. And finally, uh, they agreed to take it on. Honestly, um, I can I can say com- completely true. This is not about the money to, for, for them because they're in a way they're going to lose money on this. If you think about it, when if they're if their normal business model is going after multi-billion dollar companies who are doing bad things to, to consumers, um, the resources that they're spending on this case is not going to yield the same amount of revenue that they would be getting if they spent those same that same time and resources on Apple or somebody like that, you know, but she pushed and she pushed and she pushed and she finally convinced them. Um, there were other things during this process that kind of were making me, me very nervous. Um, I cannot discuss the details, but I can tell you, uh, cause it's classified. It's not public information, but I can tell you very generally some of the things that were happening. There were offers that were being made to Five Pawns uh, because while the company was agreeing to, while the law firm was was agreeing to go forward with this, they wanted to they want to do it as 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 cheaply as possible, really, given given the circumstance, which I which I think you understand by now. They wanted to get away to have a settlement that would, you know, that would satisfy everyone. So this is when I I really started, you know. They were looking to make some very modest offers to Five Pawns to have some sort of agreement. Um, I can't tell you what those modest offers are specifically. I can tell you I thought that they were getting off way too easy. But at the same time, I have to speak very generally about this, but I, I, you can probably connect the dots. Let me put it to you this way. You all know that there are organizations out there that represent vapors and the industry, et cetera, et cetera, right? There are these groups that do good things. Those groups, if this agreement was accepted, would be in a lot better shape to help us out. That's about as specific as I can get. I think you get you. Hopefully, you can connect with that. You see what I'm saying. So while I thought, well, these fucking bastards are getting off way too easy. At least there is going to be some objective good that's going to help the industry and that's going to help vapors. While maybe it isn't something they want to do, and it might not be enough. Still, it would have been objective good for all. They rejected it. They wouldn't do it. I couldn't believe it. I thought to myself, my God, these bastards are going to get off so fucking easy. And the mo- and it would have been over. It would have been all over if they just accepted it. And you know what? People would have been cheering for them because they, they, they could have said, look at this great thing that we did. And it would have been a great thing. They said no. I was half happy and half a little sad because those good people and, and, and groups out there, they really could have used it. They really, really could have used it. But they said no. Now what they are looking at 
is, I can't believe they didn't. Their legal fees alone, forget about the, this is a multi-million dollar class action lawsuit, folks. They could have gotten off real cheap. What their lawyer's fees are going to be, forget about the settlement. What their lawyer's fees are going to be, dwarf what they could have done another way is the best I can say it. Now they are in, and this situation, it is so unlikely for this to happen. You have a law firm like this, which is literally a fucking juggernaut that is going to be split roasting these motherfuckers. There is no way they can fight up against a law firm like that. It's, it's, it's impossible. It appears, I don't, I don't want to speak badly about their lawyer because um, I don't know who it is personally. And for all I know, he had nothing to do with any of this. Might be the nicest guy in the world. Um, he's not qualified to do this. That is clear. That is very clear. Any competent attorney would have advised their clients, listen, at the very least, tell them the truth. I can't fight these guys. Like, that. I, I can't do it. If this law firm is able to sue and win against Google and Apple, do you think for a second that Five Pawns has a shot in hell at anything? They're dead to rights. They're fucked. They're done. And at every opportunity, they had such an easy out. They had an easy out last year when they could have come forward and said, we didn't know about this. We found it. We're going to make changes. They could have done it earlier this year when Cloud9 says, hey, look, we got these, these numbers here. They're really troubling. They told them to go fuck off. And didn't do anything about it. And when they finally did something, you know, the funny the funny thing is, you're going to read this, if you want to read it, I'll post it for you in a sec. If you want to read through this lawsuit, all of the evidence was provided by Five Pawns. All of the key evidence, almost all of it, is stuff that they put out themselves. It's hilarious. And they got to get out of jail cheap card. Not get out of jail free, but get out of jail pretty cheap. And they said no. Unfucking believable. So let's uh, listen. The, uh, the lawsuit um, is, oh gosh, 46 pages. I'm certainly not going to read 46 pages to you. But I am going to uh, highlight some of the key points. First of all, um, just to be clear, uh, this is very new to me. I am not a lawyer. I'm, I'm a layperson. I, I don't have a, a good understanding of the law. But I was explained uh, in detail from, from, from the lawyers what most of this means. Um, so basically, if you remember, I was a little bit confused, I guess, about the process in the beginning. If you remember, I was soliciting people. I was asking, if you're a vapor in the state of New York, if you're a vapor in the state of California, et cetera, et cetera, who has purchased five sponsor liquids and you don't like what they did, contact me. I was initially under the impression that for a class action lawsuit, um, so for example, there are currently three plaintiffs. 
um, one from New York, one from Indiana, one from California. I was under the um, impression that you had to be a vapor in one of those three states in order to collect damages from five pawns. And it turns out I was wrong about that. Um, this lawsuit covers now the way they did it, whatever they did. I don't, I don't understand any of that, but it covers everybody in America. I don't know about international, but certainly the entire United States, when there is a settlement or something, or verdict, summary judgment, whatever, whichever way it goes, um, any vapor who has purchased from them can easily claim it'll probably be like through a website or something. You just... I don't, I don't know exactly. Listen, we're a long ways from that, and that's part of the beauty of it. They are going to be bled. so They are going to get it slow, deep, and hard. And I'm going to enjoy every second of it. And just the fact that they could have gotten out of this with no press. No press. There's already press writing about, these, writing about this lawsuit. I can believe it. People are sending it. There's already press. <laughs> you fucking morons. You stupid, stupid motherfuckers. Listen, if you're going to be evil, I'm glad you're so stupid. Because it's so, oh, it's going to be so easy just to fuck you again and again and again. Okay, let's go through the suit. I'm just going to read certain parts of it. I'm already on the third page here. There's too, there's too much legal jargon stuff. Let's just get to the, the meaty stuff. Um, the first, the, One of the first things that, that is talked about is the nature of the action. Now, what is the nature of this action? It is not the fact that there is a diacetyl, I'm going to shorten that to DA for the rest of the show, and acetylpropanol, I'm going to shorten that to AP for the rest of the show. It's not that they have those chemicals in their liquids. We know that the majority of liquids have that. That's not that's not illegal. You can't sue someone over that. There is no law uh, that covers that in e-liquid. That is not what this lawsuit is about. This lawsuit is about five pawns actively and knowingly misleading, lying to, defrauding their customers um, when they had evidence to the contrary that past statements that they made were false. That's, uh, that's the... Uh, the meat of this. So, um, you know, you guys probably don't need this. It starts with going through what DA and APR, um, why they are dangerous because they lead uh, to uh, COPD, emphysema, uh, bronchiolitis, obliterants, uh, amongst other things. Um, Defendant does not warn its customers. Uh, Defendant is five pawns. Plaintiff is us. Uh, defendant does not warn its customers about the dangers of inhaling DA and AP, neither on its product packaging nor on its website. Instead, defendant's marketing campaign describes its e-liquid as if it were selling wine. For example, the company describes its Bowden Mate e-liquid as crisp mint with subtle chocolate undertones and a French vanilla finish, while its Absolute Pin e-liquid has an intense complexity of Irish cream, cinnamon spice, and caramel with subtle absinthe undertones. Some special edition flavors in this line of products are described as being aged in oak barrels, which, by the way, is a fucking stupid thing to do. We'll get into that now. Um, despite defendant's marketing campaign that it boasts its top-notch ingredients that makes for a high-end experience, defendant's products are actually laden with harmful chemicals. 
Uh, it goes into the history of uh, DA and AP. Sometime in 2009, it became they be, uh, the industry became aware. You guys know all that. All right. Uh, from the company's inception, meaning Five Pawns' inception in November 2012, it has manufactured and sold high-end e-liquids in a variety of flavors, all containing various amounts of DA and AP, depending on the flavor. While defendant claimed on its website that it, quote, moved to source solely diacetyl-free ingredients, it subsequently discovered that trace amounts of diacetyl were found in its products. A number of tests done on defendant's e-liquids, including one performed by a laboratory retained by defendant in September 2014, showed that defendant's e-liquids contained DA and AP, some at substantially more than trace amounts, thus directly contradicting his claim that its e-liquids contain DA-free flavorings. Defendant did not disclose these results until June of 2015 and did so at that time only in an attempt to rebut the testing that had been conducted by an e-liquid store in England called Cloud9 Vaping. The Cloud9 test results showed that some of the defendant's line of uh, products contained the highest levels of AP that have ever been shown in a laboratory test of e-liquids. In light of these tests, Cloud9 proceeded to withdraw the entire line of Five Ponds products from its in inventory. Shortly thereafter, the Electronic Cigarette Trade Association of Canada, ECTA, notified Canadian vendors of e-liquids to withdraw and cease sales of defendant's e-liquids. Defendant's e-liquids also contain varying levels of nicotine. The Cloud9 laboratory testing has also shown the defendant dis disclosed inaccurate nicotine levels on its packaging. Defendant has employed numerous methods to convey to consumers throughout the United States its deceptive, false, and misleading message about its e-liquids, including its packaging, product inserts, communications with its customer via email or internet forums, and its website through which it sells its product directly to the public. As a result of defendants' deceptive, false, and misleading claims in its advertising, consumers, including plaintiffs and the other members of the proposed classes, that means everybody else in the country who's been a customer, have purchased defendants' e-liquids without being advised that they contain a variety of toxins, impurities, and potential health hazards, as found by various studies discussed in more detail below. Had defendant disclosed these material facts, plaintiffs would not have purchased defendants' e-liquids. Defendant was able to charge more than what its e-liquids would have been worth had it disclosed the truth about them. In fact, defendant charges one of the highest prices for e-liquids in the e-liquid industry, $27.50 for 30 mils, and thirty-seven fifty for its limited edition of Castle Buttfuck, or whatever it's called. Um, plaintiffs bring this class and private attorney general action against defendant on behalf of themselves, the proposed classes, and the general public in order to, A, halt the dissemination of defendant's deceptive advertising message, B, correct the false and misleading perception defendant has created in the minds of consumers through its representations and omissions, C, Secure redress for customers who have purchased one or more of defendants' e-liquids. Plaintiffs, on behalf of themselves and the proposed classes, allege violations of California Business and Professions Code, blah, 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 the, the, you, okay, a bunch of laws that they have broken. Uh, right, there's a lot of them. Okay, um, then it talks about the plaintiffs. Uh, okay, I'm going to scroll through that. It just goes through their purchasing history when they purchased it and the fact that they were saying they wouldn't have purchased it uh, if they knew about all this stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm going to break here for just one second. Um, something I forgot. Here's an interesting thing that, here we go. 
Do you guys remember a long time ago? I don't know exactly when. Five Pawns did an interview. Like they let uh, Phil Basardo tour their facility, uh, gave many interviews, the whole thing, right? Uh, looked very positive for them. I mean, it looked uh, really, really impressive, right? So here is um, here's a word-for-word -word exchange that I'm going to read from that interview that you guys need to keep in mind uh, during the... I really should have done this earlier, but here, here's an exchange between Phil and one of the Five Pawns employees. Five Pawns. What separates Five Pawns, I think, is that all of our base elements, all of our extracts and infusions, we do in-house. So they're all our own, so we know that nobody else is using exactly what we're using. Everything's organic, no sweeteners, no artificial flavorings. That's pretty much what keeps us apart, I think, from then Phil interrupts. So all of your flavorings, you're doing yourself. Five pawns. Yes. Phil, every single one, five pawns. Every one. Phil. So that's, I mean, so basically your e-liquid cannot be reproduced. Five pawns. Right, right, right. Phil, which is kind of unique. Five pawns, definitely, and that's something that sets us apart from blah, 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 bullshit. Now, there are two options here. Two possibilities. Number one, the rep was telling the truth. If the rep was telling the truth, and they are indeed, as I... All of the flavorings you're doing yourself. Yes. Everything we do in-house. These are, that's exactly what they said. They are making this themselves, right? If that's true, there is no way that they could not have known that they were putting diacetyl and acetylpropylene because they made this stuff. They made it. AP doesn't just naturally happen at those, especially at those outrageous numbers they had to have known that they, and they, and not only did they know, they were purposefully putting it in. Okay. That's if you believe the guy. If you don't believe the guy, well, 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 he's a liar. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to probably side with Occam's razor here. So, but it's one or the other. Either they're liars or they knew and intentionally put the shit in there. And it's not just, one guy who said the wrong thing. The rest of the company, they were they watched that. If it wasn't true, one of a dozen people who are you know they're, they're marketing, they're 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 lab they're lab people, whoever could have said, hey, wait a minute, that's not exactly true. Let's get a hold of Phil and make sure that he clarifies with I don't know an edit or an annotation or something like that because well that's not just not true. No, they all saw the video and said nothing. So it's either the entire fucking company is a bunch of liars and they saw a lie and did nothing to correct it, or they were telling the truth and intentionally putting this fucking shit in on purpose. You pick. All right. Let's get back to the soup. All right. Okay, there's a whole section here for several pages that just kind of defines what an e-cigarette is. You guys certainly don't need that. Let's skip these pages here. 
Uh, it talks about all of the published studies that have demonstrated the dangers and exposure to diacetyl or acetylpropanol. And this is also um, a key part of the suit is five pawns. Again, another piece of evidence, their own words being used against them is that they published, I, I don't know, their opinion, I guess, whatever. They they misled their, their consumer saying that we don't really know. Nobody knows if this stuff is bad for you, which is false. Everybody who has a fucking brain who's read any of these studies that have been done about these chemicals knows that it's extremely dangerous to in inhale these chemicals and it does irreparable damage to the lungs. No thinking person, no, no scientist would deny that. It's a fact. Inhaling this shit is bad for you. You want to do it? You know about it? Go ahead. Have at it. I'm not going to stop you. But they were lying. They were using their platform, their customer, telling them that there's, a, there's, no, there's no information out there that suggests that this stuff is bad. Bullshit. And guess what? Now you're going to pay for it, motherfuckers. All right. Uh, it goes through the history, which some of you guys know. I'm going to just save you guys. Oh, I like this part. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, specifically, a customer contacted a defendant to inquire if defendant's product contains DA or AP and five pawns representative uh, replied that, quote, none of our handcrafted flavors use uh, diacetyl or acetone. Another customer asked the same question and received a response directly from the CEO responded, we use absolutely no diacetyl additives of any kind in our liquids. In addition, Russell Wishtart, consumer activist, vaping guru. One day, uh, a long time ago, I was a vaping guru. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Um, in addition, Russell Wishtart, consumer activist, vaping guru, and host of the popular podcast ClickBang that is devoted to issues regarding vaping, broadcasted a telephone conversation on its July 1st 2015 episode between Wishtart and a Five Pawns representative. Wishtart telephoned Five Pawns to ask if their e-liquid, specifically Absolute Pin and Bowden's Mate flavors, contain AP. The Five Pawns employee answered that the liquids in question contain trace amounts and then clarified that their test results contain ND, or not detectable levels, of AP. However, defendants' own test results show that Absolute Pin contains 280 uh, UG per ml of AP and Bowden's mate contains 627.7 uh, UG per ml. So again, you people out there don't believe the cloud nine results. That's fine. Five pawns put out their own results, published them on the internet. And then when I called them, what was the reply that I got? No, it's not in there. You guys just take every possible opportunity to fuck yourself. Now, dickheads, that phone call that I made to you is going to be used against you in a court of law. Suck it. Uh, let's see. Cloud9 had initially asked defendant to provide its own test results when Cloud9 commenced trading with the company in the beginning of 2015, but defendant declined a time when defendant had... All right, you guys know this shit already. Okay. Uh, goes. There's a lot of time spent on all of the studies that clearly show that inhaling DA and AP is a really, really bad thing for the human lung. 
Uh, it goes through what ACETA did to pull, to tell all of their members to pull it off the shelf. Essentially, Five Ponds is barely sold in Canada at all anymore. Okay. I'm going to save you guys a lot of time with a lot of stuff you already know. Okay. Defendant's advertising of its Five Ponds liquids is materially deceptive, false, and misleading. Defendant has carried out a consistent and widespread campaign of deceptively promoting its e-liquids. Its core marketing statement indicating that its products only contain quality ingredients or similar variations, and its repeated statements that its products do not contain DA and AP are false and misleading given the studies discussed above and have found that DA and AP in defendant's e-liquids and the DNAP are found to be hazardous to one's health. It is also false and misleading given the content of the defendant's products because there is still insufficient research for five porns to assert convey that its products do not pose long-term health dangers. Defendant statements and omissions have occurred in at least three forms, all of which can uh, constitute advertising. These include its packaging, inserts to its packaging and shipping materials, and its website through which it directly sells e-liquid to the public. Defendant's pervasive advertising message conveys the impression and false statement that its e-liquids do not contain DA and or AP, and when it felt compelled to release its test results, that the amounts of DA and or AP that are in fact in its products do not carry any risk of disease. As demonstrated in above in section two, however, this is materially deceptive, false, and misleading given the information revealed by studies that do not, that not, that not only do defendants' liquids contain DA and AP, but are potentially dangerous to consumers' health, and they may carry the risks of disease, including COPD, emphysema, and bronchi bronchiolitis obliterans, also known as a popcorn lung. Information regarding the effects of inhaling sub such substances must be disclosed to ensure that a reasonable consumer is not misled. Defendants' packaging on its e-liquids only discloses the amount of nicotine, PG, and VG. It does not state that its products contain AP and or DA, nor does it uh, contain a warning label regarding the hazardous effects of the, on the human body of inhaling AP and DA. Defendants' pattern of deceptive marketing continues today, including false, misleading, and deceptive statements as discussed in Section 2. Defendants' current packaging advertising conveys the impression that the product contains no meaningful health risks other than possibly those that are a direct result of nicotine. While defendant does not uh, disclose that its uh, e-liquids contain certain levels of nicotine selected, well, well, they do con while they do disclose that, and the ratio of PGVG, nowhere on the packaging does it mention the existence of DA and AP. By omitting these ingredients from the label, defendant denies consumers at the point of sale the opportunity to decide for themselves whether they are going to, willing to take the risk of inhaling these chemicals. For example, by omitting these ingredients, defendant hides the fact that the e-liquids contain DA and or AP, chemicals found to cause various lung diseases, and thus no longer used by certain of its competitors uh, in their e-cigarettes. Moreover, as discussed below, omitting the ingredients on the package uh, conceals the dangers associated with the chemicals contained in this e-liquid, which are described in the studies referenced above. All right. Skip a bunch of stuff here. As demonstrated below, defendant pres defendant's pervasive advertisements representing that its products are of high quality and the levels of DA and AP contained therein are materially deceptive, false, and misleading given the studies discussed above in Section 2 and fail to disclose that such research and studies have raised significant concerns about the health risks of defendants' e-liquids, including but not limited to the harmful impact to the lung capacity as a result of the chemicals, including DA and AP that are in the liquids. Other potentially but unknown health effects. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. 
Uh, on June 29, 2015, in the news section of the Five Pawns website, defendant told its customers and potential customers in response to the uh, diacetyl concern in 2014, some vapor industry flavor suppliers began using acetylpropanol um, as a substitute for diacetyl. While AP has not been linked to any health concerns related specifically to vaping and is not banned by the FDA or by any international body, its relative safety or harm is unknown. Lies. Defendant also stated, Five Ponds does not feel that there's any concern with acetyl or AP in our e-liquids at the current levels. AP can be an important flavor enhancer for flavor profiles that are creamy in nature and is used widely in the food and beverage industries. Again, this is not me talking, this is in the lawsuit. Again, this is false and misleading because as shown in section two, DA and AP are harmful to the user's health. The fact that AP is approved by the, uh, the fact that AP is approved by the FDA as an ingredient in food for digestion is irrelevant as it is proven, as described in section two, that ingesting AP is safe, but inhaling AP is not. By stating that the FDA has yet to ban DA and AP and only including a warning regarding the harmful effects of ingestion on its product packaging, defendant creates a false and misleading impression that these substances carry no risk and are safe as used for inhalation as discussed above. However, the gastrointestinal system process of foreign uh, processes, uh, I'm sorry, however, the gastrointestinal system processes foreign matter differently than the respiratory system and ingredients that may be safe when digested may not be safe when inhaled, especially with long-term use. The additional statement that AP is not banned by the, by the FDA or any international body is misleading in, in and of itself because in, in the absence of reference to the studies, finding that these ingredients may not be safe when inhaled, including, but not, not limited to, the studies referenced in section two above. For example, the study conducted by uh, Dr. Farsolino stated, although the majority of flavorings are generally recognized as safe for food use, these substances have not been, ad have not been adequately tested for safety when inhaled. Farsolino uh, continued, there are some chemicals which, although approved for ingestion, have already established adverse health effects when inhaled. A characteristic example of this is diacetyl. The substance, also known as, I can't pronounce that, is a member of a general class of organic compounds referred to as diketones. DA has been associated with decline in respiratory function manifested as referenced, manifested as reduced forced expiratory volume in subjects exposed to it through inhalation. Additionally, it has been implicated in the development of bronchiolitis obliterans. Also found in the June 29, 2015 blog post, on the news section of the Five Pawns website, defendant states, with respect to DA, that it can naturally occur in vapor liquids, just as with beer and wine and some fruits such as strawberries. To draw a parallel between DA and e-liquids and beer, wine, and strawberries is deceptive and misleading, as, as demonstrated by the studies cited in section two. Finally, defendant lists the other ingredients of his e-liquids as unspec unspecified natural and artificial flavors. This is deceptive and misleading because the website does not disclose what those flavors are, if they contain AP and or DA, nor does it acknowledge that safety for use in food products does not denote safety for use in inhaled products as, as described above. Need a drink of water, stand by. By the way, you all want to call in, you can. It's uh, three, the number's at the top of the chat, 347-308-8329. Uh, once you hear the show, you can push one to let me know you want to talk. Stand by, I just need a drink of water. 
pardon me. Okay. Uh, they talk about some nonsense uh, that Five Points did when they released some test results. Um, it, I agree it was deceptive. I, I'm not going to take the time to read it. Um, okay. Uh, Council for Defendant also stated that moving forward, Defendant will post results from DNAP testing on all of its liquid on its website on a quarterly basis. This letter also stated that defendant had contacted recipients of the communications at issue and had offered refunds as compensation. These actions fail, pardon me, these actions fail to cure the defects as alleged in this complaint. Defendant continues to misrepresent to its customers the adverse health side effects of its products. Its website continues to state that defendants sources, that defendant sources solely diacetyl-free ingredients only to discover that trace amounts of diacetyl can naturally occur in vapor liquids. This statement is false, as the results from defendants' own testing show that some of the defendants' e-liquids contain levels of diacetyl that exceed amounts that are naturally occurring. Defendant also states that AP has not been linked to any health concern related specifically to vaping and its relative safety or harm is unknown. The statement is false, as uh, studies have uh, demonstrated AP as well as DA causes significant damage to the lungs. Moreover, contrary to the letter, Defendant does not post test results of all of its liquids. Defendant, in a footnote contained in an document embedded on its website, admitted some of its liquids have not been tested since September of 2014. That the defendant contacted a handful of individuals by email does not cure the violations outlined in this complaint. Not only does the email contain more false advertisements and misrepresentations, i.e. that the diacetyl found in defendant's e-liquids are naturally occurring and that the defendant will post test results quarterly on all of its liquid, but contacting a few individuals is insufficient to cure the alleged violations for the proposed class and subclasses. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Okay, and this is a bunch of legal stuff, and I don't understand it, so I'm going to skip it. But you guys are happy to read this on your own. Ooh, boy. You know, no wonder. that I can't even imagine just this thing, this 46-page thing. This probably costs more than most people make in a year to actually just make this. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. This motherfucker's going to get bled dry. It's your own goddamn fault. Fucking idiots. Okay, then it goes through, wow. All the laws that they broke. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've gone through like six pages now. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> wow. All right. We're getting towards the end now. Um, Jesus Christ. Whew. Oh, Jesus. Okay, here we go. Okay, prayer for relief. Wherefore, plaintiffs, on behalf of themselves, all others similarly, similarly situated, and the general public, pray for a judgment. A, 
certifying each of the cases as requested herein, appointing plaintiffs as class representatives for the class and respective subclasses. B, requiring defendant to disgorge or return all monies, revenues, and profits obtained by means of any wrongful act or practice to plaintiffs and the members of the class and the members of the classes under each cause of action where such relief is permitted. C, enjoining defendant from continuing the unlawful practices as set forth herein, including marketing or selling of its e-liquids without disclosing the potential health risks relating here thereto, and directing defendant to engage in coercive action or providing other injunctive or equitable relief. D, awarding damages pursuant to California Civil Code Section 1780, the Indiana Deceptive Consumer Sales Act, and GBL 349, including exemplary and punitive damages to prevent and deter defendant from future unlawful con conduct. E, awarding damages for breach of express warranty. F, awarding all equitable remedies available pursuant to California Civil Code Section 1780. Oh boy, and the other ones. Uh, G, awarding attorneys fees and cost. H, awarding pre-judgment and post-judgment interest at the legal rate, and I, providing such further relief as may be just and proper. Plaintiffs hereby demand a trial by jury on all issues so triable. Dated November 11, 2015. Wolf, Haldenstein, Adler, Freeman, and Hertz, LLP. Oh, and by the way, that's just their New York office on, two, on 270 Madison Avenue. They also have their California office working on this. How could you guys have been so stupid to not just, to just look up who these people are? You have no chance, none whatsoever, of defeating this juggernaut of a law firm they are going to split roast you. They are going to destroy you. And you could have gotten out of this for a pittance. Who are these people? Well, actually, you know who they are. I'll give you a little bit of insight into who they are. There's a guy um, who works for Five Pawns. His, uh, his name is uh, Gavin Tucker. This guy's a real piece of shit. Um, he invented and, and sell, I don't know if he's still with the company, but he, uh, he invented this ridiculous, I, I think it's six or $700, this ridiculous helmet that you put on your head and it shoots like LED lights or laser beams on your head and it's supposed to make you grow hair. I'm not making this up. Look at this. The FDA actually fucking sent this guy a letter saying what the fuck are you, you you're out of your fucking mind you can't you can't sell this thing the way you're advertising it doesn't and it doesn't fucking work there have been tons of people they, they, of course it doesn't work shooting fucking laser beams at your head doesn't make hair grow <laughs> you, you got to look at this thing look at look at the uh look at the second link there this motherfucker sells this thing so are, are you surprised that a shit scum like Gavin Tucker from Five Pawns 
is behind that company when he's been he's been defrauding customers long long time. Here, buy my stupid fucking helmet for seven hundred dollars and watch nothing happen. Guy was a fucking thief long before he worked for Five Pawns. Hey, we got a call. Uh, if you got questions or comments, please do call in. The number is 347-308-8329. Uh, once you uh, hear me, push one and I'll pick up. Call her in the 408 area code. You're on the air. Hey, Russ. This is uh, Ed Wolf calling. What's up, How Ed? are you? I'm uh, pretty concerned about uh, this whole locket uh, suit. Um, not happy to see it at all. Um, Why is that? I think he. Well, I, I think it. You know, uh, Dimitri and Doctor F put out a study that said 74% of the e-liquids have uh, diacetyl or acetylpropanol. Uh, presumably, one of those uh, e-liquids was Mountain Oat Vapors, which uh, I mean, they actively pursued not releasing all the names and hid that from the general public. So they had to remove it, although they never communicated that directly to the people. So there's a lot of companies that are obviously, if five pawns were to simply just, you know, fold, walk down, you know, and I don't know if you're implying that they were going to give any money to CASA or what other vaping advocacy groups, but if they were to do that, then the premise is then set for everybody else that they got to pay the same same thing up. And so what's happening right now in California, there's a uh, a public health group advocacy thing called CEH, and they've gone around suing people over the um, Proposition 65 thing. They went after about 20 different people. Now, if you go and search, and I can, I've looked at these, each of those companies is already settling with the CEH place for about twenty to $30,000 each to, to have them go away. So when you say that if Five Ponds would just be smart and just you know take the bullet, then that bullet, uh, that same caliber, will be used against everybody else. So it's just opening up a giant can of worms. Well, and, and then, and then, you know, really going specifically, Doctor F did no toxicology on this, and the way that he looked at it is he tried to take the levels that are in uh, NIOH, uh, the OSHA standards for workplace. Uh, for a constant bath of acetylpropanol and, and, and diacetyl inside of a work environment, constant exposure, constant bath, they came up with a level. And then he tried to translate that level into the numbers that he gave for three mils. But there is no establishment that that what Dr. F did is valid. In fact, other doctors dispute what he put together right. and say that he's okay, underestimating but, it. But but yes, I'm, I'm only going to interrupt you because, I mean, Tom, I'm, Ed, I mean, I know you've read, I know you read through this lawsuit before the show. Um, you you understand that the suit... I, I the have suit, I, I have, I've, I've, I've tried to, to, to okay. look at what okay. I Okay, well, find, let me... Let, I have then, not, I mean, then let me tell I'm you. I'm familiar with 17200, though. I'm, right. I'm very familiar with okay. this. I got into a business with, with somebody, and I was sued under this fucking act. So I take it really personally, because that changed the course of my life. Okay. I defended but myself in court. Let me, since, since you have not read it in detail, you, you will, and you will see, this lawsuit is not about... They are not suing because these liquids have have done any harm that's not the lawsuit the lawsuit is misrepresentation which i'm which i'm sure you you'd have to agree they did that they misrepresented and they they concealed information 
actively and knowingly. That is what they're being sued over. They are not being sued because the, the plaintiffs are not saying, hey, our lungs are fucked up, so give us money. No, it's we were deceived. You understand? It's not a health lawsuit. I understand by, by, by what you asserted uh, and what you were uh, not what you didn't assert, but what you read, they had a convoluted way of trying to make the case that Five Ponds has been saying that they don't have these ingredients. My, I, and, I, and when this came up like a while back, I even called up your show and I said, I have looked on, uh, on the Five Ponds website. I was not able to find any place where they said that they don't use it. Or, or that they do use it. They, and, and then after the whole Cloud9 thing, then, then clearly, yes, they said that they had it. They thought that acetylpropanol uh, was an important flavoring ingredient and that they were trying to continue to use it. So they actually say they're going to continue to use it. So I don't see anywhere, and I'm aware of the Reddit post, and I went and looked at all that Reddit stuff, and I, and I know that there was you know, a small subset of people that were told that. But I, as far as a loud communication of it out to anybody, I haven't seen that. Now, I just heard for the first time what you were saying. It was a Phil Brasado interview. I've never heard that before. Even on that, there's, there's, if they are making their own flavorings, they might be making their own flavorings from using other people's ingredients. I don't think they're deriving and creating all these things themselves. But again, I've, I've heard that for the first time. So I, I don't see that they've they've advertised it in, in any much more louder of a way than than anybody else that they did or did not were using it. I do know that what Dr. F and Dimitri found was that people that were saying specifically that they don't have diacetyl were shown to have it in there, and that's 74%. So the concern is is that if Five Ponds just lays down, says takes the easy way, as you say, you know, because they don't know what they're up against then every single other company in the industry gets the same ballywick against them. Um, here's what I want you to do. Uh, I want you to call up a brick and mortar that sells, or you'll probably have more luck finding one that used to sell five bonds and ask them, ask them when the rep came or, you know, talked to you on the phone or visited you or whatever. Did they tell you specifically that their liquid was free of DA and AP. I have gotten so many phone calls from so many brick and mortars, most, most all, I think all, who no longer carry the products, who say they were expressly told just that. Uh, those people may be testifying one day in court, I don't know. Um, but this is, this is something that was indeed on their website. You can read through the, the, the case, uh, through the case, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the complaint. Um, that's asserted in the lawsuit that that they yes, were, that their yes. uh, sales reps were essentially okay. not that part. No, uh, that's, again, that's, no, 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 not, not that part. Well, I mean, that that's important. Then, then if it's not, if you're saying that that's the case, why isn't it in the lawsuit? No, maybe it will be someday. I mean, it, it anything can be added. Things can be added to this, including plaintiffs at any time. Maybe it will be. Yeah, they, they can they can file for you know First Amendment complaint and all that stuff. Uh, but it, it, if you look at just I you know for for a class action which is done under California seventeen two hundred, uh, that's the the act. And and since it was used on me, it's been reformed. I mean, uh, it, it used to be that anybody could just pick this thing up. And there's if you read the articles, I mean, it, it was a it was a means by extortion. A lot of there was 
you type in California 17200 abuse, you'll see the history of this thing. It's it's one of these things that, you know, people indigenous to California are aware of this, this 17, you know, unfair trade practices. But at at this point, you need to have to be able to show damages to be certified as a class. Otherwise, you're just doing it as yourselves. So I don't see that this case has any damages. Well, There's obviously, well, they're objective. There are, of course, of course. You can't show any health harms. No, you can't show any health harms. I, I don't believe. Do you have any health harms that you're showing? No, well, that's not what the suit is about. The harms are, are monetary, that the that the uh, plaintiffs would not have purchased the liquid had they known what Five Pawns knew, that the stuff was in there. Also, I need to correct you. This lawsuit is not under 17200. That's uh, CLRA. It's, it's, uh, and they are also... Uh, Suing under false advertising, but it's not a seventeen two hundred. Uh, California unfair uh, competition law. It's not just uh, under seventeen two hundred. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting some. I'm getting some information. It is. It is that, but it is also other things. Sorry. Uh, it, it, listen. Right. It, it, it's it's other things uh, as well. I mean, but so it, you're going to have to be able to certify that everybody in that class purchased these liquids based on the premise and would not have done so otherwise if, it, if they knew that it had acetylpropanol and diacetyl in them. And so then the only, what do they want? Is a refund? I mean, is that what they're essentially suing for is a refund? Uh, that has to be the process for that. I mean, this, I haven't gotten to this yet, but this lawsuit can go in many, many different ways. One of the potential ways it can go would be if it does end up going uh, to trial, then they would have to be an expert uh, that then determines what the actual monetary damages are. So, for example, a bottle costs twenty-seven fifty, right? You, you know, on the one hand, you could say there are these there are these customers that would have paid zero for it had they known. So, so in that case, the damages would be twenty-seven fifty per, per purchase. However, uh, the expert might say, well, you know, maybe some would have just paid less for it. So maybe the damages are only ten dollars. That's unknown until. An expert is uh, is hired, and that's a whole nother process, and that's we're a long way away from that. But yes, the damages are monetary. Yeah, and every time I've gone into a vape shop, and I mean every time, none of them have ever known anything about diacetyl or acetylpropanol. And I ask every time I go in there. So if that is the case, my experience is, is a larger case. Then none of the customers going into vape shops would have made any other purchase because no alternative would have been presented one way or the other. Mm. I just don't see the damages. I don't see how you can establish damages. And I also, don't you don't under, wait, wait, how can you not understand that? Like that the, the, some of these plaintiffs ex, explicitly asked about these chemicals. They were told by five pawns, it's not in there. And then they proceeded with that information to make the purchase. You don't understand how that's a $27 and 50 cent damage. The three plaintiffs that are identified asked beforehand. At least one, and it doesn't matter about the three. It's about it's about the the class the the entire class of people in the in the country. That's what it's about. Did anyone buy this because right. of that information? Right. And but, the answer is obviously think, yes. Well, no, you're right. It is about the class, but you you don't have you have to first get to get certified as a class. You, you don't get just to become a class action just by you have to have a judge say yes. There is a group of similarly situated people out there that all, if they can be taken as a, together, can be 
classified as a class. Yeah. I don't think you'll ever be able to do that. Well, I, I don't th- think you'll ever pass that go no go test. Um, I think I if, if, if any, I, listen, I don't think a class listen, if anyone can do it, it's this law firm. I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be going, listen, they were already hesitant to go down this path be, just because it's not generally what they do. The comp five points is such a small company compared to what they normally have, but they would not be going after this far, this far, unless they were reasonably assured that they could get that. Maybe, you know, better than, well, a, you know, well, juggernaut I, I law firm, but I doubt it. I think you've already said it, though. There was tremendous hesitancy by that firm and what they did. Because of the size of the company, not because of, not because of the nature of the complaint, the size of the company. Right. So they, they leaned on five pawns to get them to bend, and they didn't bend. Correct. And then, then they finally put together a suit. But that... The, the suit, the, the problem with the suit is that it will apply to everybody that, you know, Dimitri and Dr. F have a list of all these other companies that will, that have advertised that they had uh, a no diacetyl and acetylpropanol. And then after Dimitri and Dr. F personally called up each one of them, that they, that they continue to sell the products as they are. Those people are now put at tremendous jeopardy because of this law, uh, lawsuit well, because they will all just be able to, you know what and and, and so Dimitri will be shoved into a deposition and they'll put him under oath discover uh, his fucking facebook and pull out you know and maybe a fucking bitch maybe and they will may, unwind Dimitri like nothing else maybe you're right i have no <laughs> idea how any of that shit works but look, wait, wait, hold on you bring up a good point that i want to address you bring up a good point you brought up the point that there are perhaps are other companies that may be in a similar boat to five pawns. I think you might be right about that. So for any of them listening right now, what you should do immediately, well, first of all, if you haven't tested your shit, I mean, just go die or something. But if if you have and you know about it, start putting it on your labels now. Cover your ass. If you're going to insist on using this fucking garbage in your liquid, print it on your label. Cover your ass now. Because if this, listen, this is already being talked about in, in law, in uh, as you know, this is this is already being talked about in law blogs and stuff. This case, um, you don't think other law firms are going to say, "Hey, look at this. What's that? Seventy four percent. That sounds like a lot of fucking defendants." So, if you're fucking around with this shit, get your shit straight now, because this could happen to you. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a, there was a whole bunch of class action attorneys that thought that the popcorn lung was going to be the biggest thing. They thought popcorn lung was going to be the asbestos case of, of the future, and a whole bunch of people were, were out there for that. And I, you know, I, I looked at all the different lawsuits that were done. There was three different ones, uh, and there's something called a Daubert challenge in, in law that if it's junk science, it gets thrown out. So. Uh, it's a threshold that the judge determines if an expert witness can actually testify or not. On two of the first two cases, the expert uh, was thrown out, and this was the lady that reported the, the stuff to the uh, the FDA. On the third case, the case that won, the one that everybody talks about, they weren't able to throw out her as an expert witness, even though it was known to be junk science, because she was the treating physician of the plaintiff, and the judge made the decision that he was not empowered to throw away the treating physician. That's the only reason why that case stayed in, and that's the only reason why that case won. 
so there's a lot of people that that are jumping up and down trying to get another class action suit, and that's the problem with this case is because it's it's making a premise that it's a known fact that diacetyl and acetylpropanol, as used in the application of vaping, is going to be a health risk. And while I am concerned about it and have been on record for a long time, I don't know that that to be a fact, and and, and that's what it, you know has to happen for for a lawsuit. So I, I think that the FDA is just going to say, you know, in, in six months, in six months' time after the deeming is made into a final rule, everybody is going to have to uh, put out their ingredient listings, and and I think they're going to say that anybody that is using uh, diacetyl or acetylpropanol in their ingredient listings, you know, guess what? Those things are likely, most likely, not going to be approvable. I think that the FDA will take them out. That's the logical course, and, and the reason why I think that's probably a good thing is because there's other ways to make the e-liquid. You don't need to use those ingredients. It can be worked around, um, but there is no proof or, or, or evidence or a person that has right now documented damages, and, and you need to have damages to make a class. So the only thing that this lawsuit is saying is that we think it could be, it must be, and it doesn't have damages. And without damages, you can't win this case. You, you don't. You, you the damages are monetary, and that's that. very easy to prove. But, well, yeah, you, yeah, but you can you so you can take the five or six people that, that that you know. I guess you have about eight people that were told individually that by five times over their customer service line that they didn't have it. So you can take those eight people, give them all a refund. But you you you're gonna have to some way show that everybody else made the same purchasing decision based off of that. And considering that the alternatives, if somebody were to not buy five pawns, that they would have a three in four chance of buying another product that has the exact same amount of diacetyl in it, means that you only have a 25% chance that they would have picked a different product. So does that just make the monetary, so you take $30 and divide it by, you know, what, uh, by four, so you have like 950 is the amount of damages possible, like uh, seven, 750. Uh, you have 750 uh, would be the damages for each person. Could That's be the max damage. Could possible. be. Could be. But you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a class certified. That's the thing. I don't think I think that that when this gets challenged on you know judgment on the pleadings at the first at the first go round that 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 you're gonna you're not going to get it certified as class. And if you do, then the implications to the, of the damage to the entire industry is, is tremendous. Yeah, when, you, when you were saying that five pounds was stupid for not laying down, that's kind of like saying that Enjoy should have just taken it from the FDA. And, and you know, it's, if, they, if, if five pounds loses this and gets it, gets it certified as a class, that means that Mountain Oak Vapors is going to have to pay back everybody because they, ha- they took their products off the shelf because they knew that they were, were selling it that way. You know, there's a Dimitri has a list of people that he has personally called, telling them that they have acetylpropanol. Then the next thing is you you, you had a different class action attorney that wants to pick up that. He 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 subpoenas that information from them. First of all, sues uh, Mountain Oak Vapors, sues them, gets the list, and then gets a, a pallet to sue everybody else. This thing it, it's it's like a virus, and 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 I I don't know why. <sighs> You know, the virus, the virus, Ed, are these chemicals that don't need to be in the liquid. And if you are going to put them in, you should inform people that they're in. If that leads to a virus of people actually doing that, that is an enormous net positive. 
Yeah, but you don't know for a fact, provable fact, if there's been any damage caused by these ingredients. I mean, look, look, you, you got the, the vaping militia has a nurse on their board, and all this stuff came out. And, and the nurse of the vaping militia says, ah, eh, she doesn't really believe it. She's going to continue, and she, she's fine with vaping. That's fine, and that's fine with me. I mean, okay, so if, if you've got that communication coming out, then why would, would you think that anybody, if they knew that this product would have in it, because the industry self-regulates and tells people it's fine to, uh, to use this stuff, why would anybody made a monetary cho- uh, choose choice to not use five pawns and go to something else? It why do you think that decision would even take in place? It's not a personal injury lawsuit. You keep, you keep going back to that. It is not that. Stand by. We got to hold on a sec. We got hold on, hold on. We got another call here. Caller in the nine five one area code. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, um, I'm driving right now, so I can't really look this up. But to add to the conversation, I think recently Red Bull had a class action lawsuit filed against them for, I believe it was a the nicotine, not the nicotine, the uh, caffeine content, and misrepresenting that. I mean. The fact that they lost that lawsuit or settled it, uh, I mean, it, it, it speaks to what what Ed is saying, that, you know, you can't prove that somebody wouldn't have bought it had the amount of, we'll say in this instance, caffeine was misrepresented. Okay, I don't, I don't know if that applies or not, but it's an interesting point. Okay, yeah, like I said, I couldn't look up the details as far as what the actual lawsuit was bringing forward, but I, I just, I wanted to bring that up. Maybe yeah. you can look it up. No, you know, you know what, when, when can look that up. yeah, well, maybe, you know, maybe when you're behind a computer, maybe if you look it up, uh, if, if you don't mind, send it to me, I'll send it to the lawyers. Who knows? It might be useful. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely do that. All right. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. We have a caller in the 720 area code, a caller in the 720. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Um, I wanted to, to comment um, on, on what Ed was saying starting out. Um, I think one of the key points to this whole motion um, is the advertising. I know myself, I bought five pawns, um, and while they never expressly said to me or in their advertisements that they were free of AP and DA, the, I made the assumption because they talked about their quality, they talked about they, they test for all the potential harms. I know that that was on their, their about us part of their website. I was always under that assumption that if I'm buying a premium product and I'm spending such a premium price that this was going to be the best. And if there was, you know, if their chemicals would come out that were harmful in that regard, that they would be aware of them and they would be avoiding them or at least making us as, as consumers aware of it. And they didn't do any of that. So I feel like I was misled even though they never expressly told me that those chemicals were there or that they were harmful or any of that, I bought it assuming that it, it would be clean as possible, as premium as they made it seem to be. And so I think it's important that that part was in the lawsuit because that, that's representing how I feel. That's a good point. Um, like I said, I've talked to, uh, while it wasn't ex- explicit, but rather implicit in your case uh i have talked to vape shop owners who say they have had people come they have had reps come to their store and tell them in person we don't have that we do not have da or ap in their liquid stated as a fact and that went into the decision to the store carrying it 
Yeah, I absolutely believe that. I, I have I have no reason to to not believe that. I from everything else that they've put out and the way they talk and their language in terms of the quality of their juices and the, the fine oak cast and everything else. I, I was under that assumption. So I feel misled. I think there is strength in, in, uh, in this lawsuit. All right. Thank you for uh, letting me speak. Sure. Sure. Thanks for calling in. The, the only thing that I would say is that you can't win a lawsuit based off of what you believe would be an assumption of what a customer would think. They put it in writing also. And they, they put it in writing but, also. Yeah, they put it right. And and, and, Ed, what about what about what about the phone call I made? I called them after they put out the results themselves, which clearly demonstrated that there are significant amounts of AP in the two liquids that I specifically asked for, and the representative told me it's not detectable in those liquids. That is, you heard the the, you heard the the call. I, yeah, I did. I, I think the answer to that is going to be that there's going to be established case law on what an agent of the company is responsible for and what the flowback liability of the company is if they give wrong information out on a customer support line. And as far as I know, you only have about eight examples of that. And um, you only you need know, one. It's very you only need one. No, you, you need you need to have the representation going out to the class, and the class is a wide group. You have an individual lawsuit that somebody can sue for the 30 bucks back, that's the easy thing. But you, you have to somehow show that that person that is in the lawsuit is reflective of a larger class that everybody will join in because they're all similarly situated. And I don't think you'll be able to pass that bar. And, and, and I think that this law firm, just from its sheer size, thought they'd take up this case. I don't know how they were listening to the show. I guess they're a vapor or they're interested in just general popcorn lung class action lawsuits. But I think that they thought that they would lean on uh, five pawns and get them to break uh, because of their sheer size, I guess. But it's really weird that they were somehow trying to feed uh, the, 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 uh, the lawsuit amount over to an advocacy group. I mean, well, I I do not I do not confirm or deny that. Okay, but it looks like extortion. If their goal, by what you said, is to get money to go to somewhere else, they're not really doing it for themselves. I mean, are they doing it for their the people that they're suing for? Are they doing it for their own personal advocacy, as you know, something? Uh, I mean, it's 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 really problematic uh, this whole thing because it just opens up a gigantic can of worms. And I don't uh, that I agree. I agree with you on. I do agree with you on that. It does it does open up a huge can of worms. And you know what? You can if you are an e liquid manufacturer, you can cover your ass at this point very easily. Just put it on the label. I don't think you can. Sure you can. I, I, I don't think you can because it's all because Five Ponds obviously has already changed all their stuff. If you go to their website right now, it says we have acetylpropanol in our liquids. And then they also say, we think it's an important ingredient. It says that on their website now. So everybody, they've already changed, they've already made the corrective action for what some of the lawsuit is asking. No, because they continue. No, 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 wrong, wrong for two reasons. Number one, it's not in the packaging. So sure, if you go to their, their website and you read their blog, but if you're just somebody who walks into a store and buys it, it's not on the packaging. So that's number one. And um, number two, also on their website, it's making uh, it's making statements that would lead a reasonable customer to believe that these chemicals are not dangerous. 
So they're misleading. That's correct. It, it it says that in it says at the levels uh, in our our products, we believe something like this uh, that is, they think it's okay. It's I've read that. I've, I've seen that. That that is a you know that that is a statement. Obviously, that they're going to have to defend, but they there is no evidence and there's been no evidence shown of damage at the levels used in vaping it's and that's why dr f says it's he doesn't know but it's an avoidable risk and it should be taken out he's never done any he's not a toxicologist he's never done any work on any of that Hmm. he doesn't even talk to it well listen ed you might be right there is an army of really really smart lawyers who win a lot dozens and dozens of billions of dollars huh no listen you could be right or this group of really professional really fucking sharp lawyers could be wrong yeah that could that could happen do i think that they're going to spend uh resources on something they don't think they're going to win no i don't uh they are making an exception in this case uh for the size of the company because believe it or not they have some very principled attorneys that work there who think that this is very important who think it's very serious and that it is what they did was completely unethical and that they should pay for it that's that that is yeah, that is I, that I is what happened and listen we could we could argue till we're blue in the face what you just said, but well, I'll, just, I'll just say this i'll just say this is that Every 74% of the companies out there in business today are in the exact same situation as where I dispute, is. So I dispute you, that when, number. I dispute that, I, say I, that, I dispute that number because since all of this have come out, you know very well that lots of companies have said, wow, this is important. We're making changes. So I really hope you're wrong on that 74% number. I don't think it's, I think it's gotten better. I do think it's gotten better. Well, I, I think I, when I when I looked at what Vapor Shark put out, somebody did an aggregation of the list, and I think that you know, yes, di, uh, diacetyl was removed, but I think it was still something like 40 percent of the active uh, uh, products being sold still had acetyl propylene. So that's a huge so improvement. That's a huge those, improvement. But all of those companies are at, are then in the same exact position as Five Ponds. So when you say that Five Ponds should have just you know, paid, you know, say a hundred thousand and just to make it go away. And as soon as they do that, every other company is in the exact they're, same position. They're not, the the, they're, they're not, here's why they're not, not any different. Let me explain to you why they're not in the same position. Well, some of them might be, but uh, there are none to my knowledge. They're not in the same position because this was brought to their attention last September. As of last October, they had the data, they knew, and they continued to mislead by obfuscating that information by, by, by hiding it. Um, and there might even be some, there are actually cases where they uh, continued to per, per, uh, perpetuate the law. So if a company did that, if there's another company out there that knew about the issue, went out, tested their stuff, and then, you know, I don't, I'm not aware of any company that was stupid enough to actually put that out there that they did know about it a year ago and continued to do business as normal, then yeah, they would be liable too. I'm not aware of any companies well, that did all I, that stuff. I know of uh, of what seventy four percent of one hundred and fifty nine companies uh, that that all did that because Doctor F called up those people individually and gave them that information. So if any of those companies are selling any product that has it now, they're still doing it, and that's why you know Dimitri and Doctor F, you know, when they 
made the choice to hide that information from the studies, it, it, it's, it's a big problem. And, and all this stuff, once you get parasites involved, excuse me, once you get lawyers involved, all of this stuff comes out and discovery is a fucking bitch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, you could be right about all these things. Listen, I, I hope you're wrong about half of them. What, what can I say? Uh, it's 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 a gamble. It's uh, we used to study something called zero to infinity risk when scientists would take bacteria and play with it, and either nothing happens, it's not a big deal, or it kills the planet. And that's kind of what this lawsuit is. Either it's going to be a small nothing, or it's going to take down the fucking industry. That's kind of my paranoia on Friday the thirteenth. Okay. Well, uh, I right. I think and hope that it will be something that will lead to. I, I don't care if it's out of fear. I don't care what the what the impetus is, but um, I do think that this is going to. This is definitely news. Okay, uh, every e liquid manufacturer should be. Well, no, um, some e liquid manufacturers should be worried about. It. Some of them don't have a goddamn thing to worry about because their shit's clean, and you know, so they don't have anything to worry about. The only people who have anything to worry about are the ones that continue to have this stuff in their liquid, um, and who also lie. That's my opinion. And if it gets them, to, if this gets them to change, I'm happy. But you have to establish damages. Uh, we're not going through this again. We're not going. We've and, we've and, we've and, been and, and Ed, 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 we've been through this but, three but times. No, you're wrong though. Okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. But we, I, I, I'm, I'm wrong. But if I'm wrong, I've been wrong three times already discussing it with you. So it's uh, okay. I'm not I'm not I'm not doing it a fourth time. Why are the health things in the lawsuit at all? I don't know. I'll ask the lawyer. I don't know. Listen, okay. you can read it, read it for yourself. Maybe you'll come to a conclusion. I don't know, but I do appreciate the call as much I as will I read it when I when I get. I, I appreciate it too. Thanks, bye. Yeah, thanks for calling. Always appreciated. Okay, so there we have it. You know, I did realize at a certain point. Um, the, the, my motivations are different um, than the lawyers. I, I, I asked today, you know, when I was talking to the lawyers after I read through the uh, complaint, I said, what is your main purpose for doing this? And just snap the answer for consumer, consumer protection. That's their motivation. And that's a large part of mine also. Um, do is part of my motivation that I want to hurt this company. Yes, absolutely. I want to hurt them and I want to hurt them bad. The lawyers, on the other hand, gave many, many opportunities for it to be resolved in private, um, amicably with a, a very good, what would have been a very, very good result. And it would have been private unless they chose to, to, to not make it so. Is my motivation based on uh, the anger of them lying to me personally and others I know? And do, do I want to hurt them? Yes, I want to hurt them very badly. And this will hurt them one way or the other. Like I said, there's a million ways that this can go. Uh, five points could come back after the, I'm sure they've seen this by now. They could come back and say, oh, okay, let's settle. Let's just settle now. They could do that tomorrow or Monday, I suppose. They could seek uh, dismissal. 
and get it dismissed. That's highly unlikely. They could, it could work, maybe. The thing is, in these kind of suits, and this is, I'm not saying this is a good thing. This is actually a bad thing. Um, it will work against five pawns in this case, which is a good thing. But overall, it is a bad thing that the courts are anything to do with smoking and for better or for worse, well, for worse, um, vaping has been lumped in with smoking and that is a bad thing. However, it has been shown time and time again, courts are extremely liberal with making humongous settlements for stuff like this and smoking and they're going to use that, they're, they're going to use that as precedent towards us. That's what I think. I think that's a shitty thing. In this case, it's going to hurt some very shitty people. So that's good. Um, yeah, like I said, this could go in a million different ways. This could be resolved next week, or this could be resolved in two years. I would prefer it to be resolved in two years because every step along the way, five pawns will be dragged through the mud in the press. They will be bled dry with legal fees. And ultimately, if it does come to a jury trial, they will be annihilated by a multi-million dollar, I mean, no less, no less than $5 million dollars. They'll have to pay out. So, yes, just full disclosure. Every step along the way that I've done this, I have done this because I hate these people. I think they're evil. I think they're frauds. I think they're crooks. And I want to see them bleed. Like it or not, it's going to happen. So in closing, five pawns from me to you. Go fuck yourself. I fucking hate your guts. And I want to kill your company. <laughs>